Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Welcome into the drive here on 95 The Bill, Mark Guinness, Dave Skull. Hope you're warm and mostly dry wherever uh, wherever you are. I, I expected Dave to fully wake up to snow and did not do so. It's the first time. It's been a while since we got like uh, expectations let down by Mark, Mark Weinberg and others. We got uh, less than expected snow-wise. I was disappointed. My weather app told me it was never dropping below zero last night, so I just assumed it was going to rain. <laughs> I mean, I was bummed. By yeah. the way, have you ever have you ever had a, a day where you don't have to wake up, so you sleep in, and you, but you sleep in like much later than you normally do, and you wake up and you're yes. like, oh, oh no, this is there's something wrong. Yes, there's no way I should have slept as long as I did. Yes, this is a problem. I'm I had one of those today. That's um, it's always jarring. When you lose a part of the day that you really don't expect to lose, usually, like when you're a kid, you don't think the same way about it. When you're and when I say kid, even like college student, whatever, you're like, hey, you sleep till noon, whatever. Now, like as an adult, if I ever do stuff like that, I'm just even when I'm sick, it just doesn't feel right. It feels like I've wasted my whole life. <laughs> well, and there, it usually means there's a like there's a problem. You yeah. know, like I didn't sleep as long as I did because I was just content. You know, and comfortable. Yeah. It's usually because I'm uh, sick, or like you said, or depressed, or or right. God knows what, or there's some sort of problem. Uh, but I, I happened to me today. It was just weird. I was like, man, I slept. I clearly needed it, but I'm bothered by it. Well, you know, ha- it made me nervous. I, I think I'm still have some kind of a hangover from sickness because, like, I'm just fatigued. Like I, I, like this morning, I woke up at 7:30 and took the dog out and went back to sleep, and then couldn't. Yeah, I just kept going. You know what I mean? I could get out of bed until like 10.30. But just kept waking up and saying, no, nope, uh, nope, I'm not doing that. <laughs> nope, nope. My body can't move. Yeah. Well, look, we've got plenty uh, that we're going to get into here today. Uh, Dave, as we've, we've spent the last couple of days uh, digesting the addition of, uh, of Emmanuel Okorafor and all of the reaction to it, uh, from Kenny and from players and social media, and we we did close to a full show just just me yesterday and people reacting to what Kenny had to say about it uh, yesterday. Are we are we are we going to spend the whole day today just counting down the minutes to find out if he's going to play at all tonight? Like, is that what we're going to do today? I hope not. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I'm. Uh, it's funny because that's that's kind of where we're at though in the season where that's gonna that would be a big deal in addition would be a big deal any year that's like immediately eligible in the middle of the year, you know, but especially this year where everybody's just dying to talk about something else, you know, other than what's been happening in every single game. Like this giving people, I don't even want to say hope, just something else to talk about, you know, and like I don't think anybody's expecting him and it's unfair to expect him to come in and be some kind of difference maker as a, you know, new player who didn't have an off season with us is coming in mid year. But it's not going to change us all from like not going to stop us all from talking about it because it's it's something different. Like I keep seeing every day on Twitter, you know, there's people that 
there's a couple of different camps, and most people are understandable, and they're the ones that aren't vocal. They're in the middle. But there's two different camps where it's – there's two different camps on everything right now. But, like, one camp saying, you know, why are people avoiding talking about basketball? Like, everybody will, everybody refuses to talk about basketball. And the other camp is, why is everybody talking about basketball every day? It's the same thing. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, well, we have to talk about this team. And we're not talking about it for three hours, so obviously it's somewhere in the middle, but it's just funny. And now I think everybody, bottom line is everyone just wants to to have some kind of new take on this team. And and a core four at least gives us something else to talk about and something to look forward to. Like I am looking forward to seeing what he looks like tonight. What do you think then uh, the reaction will be if Kenny Payne – like doesn't play him at all <laughs> which is which honestly like on the surface is completely understandable <laughs> you know what i mean yeah well I, look, <laughs> like I it think makes that, sense not to play that's him, why okay, so, so that's why i let off with it and that's why i brought it up yeah is is because a core for is a complete uh blank slate like we get to see he's a rorschach test for anybody like we get to see whatever we already really want to see anyway right. in him right so if you are optimistic like this is the first step in uh you know the the process of, of things going better than they have so far for kenny and if you're on if you're uh, completely pessimistic about this you don't care about whether he'll play or not and the kid's not that great how could be whatever you, you you know how people just assimilate the next piece of information and stay in the exact same position they're in right. already uh but he's He's blank, and so you get to see and and add him as a piece to your narrative as like a wild card. You get to just sort of designate him to be whatever you want him to be. But I do think it's in, it's it's interesting to think about what on the outside we all we always wonder like to what extent do coaches in particular and Kenny in this uh, particular instance like how much pressure do they really? Feel? How much do they really hear about? How much about them insulating themselves and that sort of thing is is really true? You know, we we know the coaches are like, we don't, I don't read these things, and then they know everything that was said in all sure. of them, and yeah. are prepared to bust somebody's ass at the next press conference because they know, uh, like we know that. But I do wonder if how he, how much this this young man plays tonight can tell us anything at all. First and foremost about the heat Kenny might feel and and here's what I mean is it does Kenny feel comfortable enough to have the long long term so so much in view that he doesn't play this kid at all tonight and is that what that would mean if he doesn't play that 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 Kenny's like I got to think about the long term here because I don't think anyone wants him thinking about the long term right now I just don't I don't know how much of a difference he would make if he played him tonight I think if he makes a big difference. You might as well throw him out there. Like it, it's, he's already become a lightning rod. You know, like it, the the press conference yesterday and and him talking about him and the the reaction to that. It's 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 funny. It's like it doesn't even matter what Kenny Payne says about it. Like it it, it <sighs> he's just so bad at conveying his points. I feel like it, it's the whole time you 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 tweeted out that uh. That clip, clip of him, yeah, yep. yesterday. I know I'm going off to the side a little bit, but and hit, but him basically saying it. It's almost funny to the other players how hard he works and how hard he plays, and it's like, man, I hope that you follow that up by checking them and saying, why the hell don't you play this? <laughs> you know, like why is this funny to you? Because it comes off to everybody else like, dude, that's the point. Like, and why aren't you correcting it? You know, and if you did correct it, why didn't you say that in the press conference? You know what I mean? Like, all it came off of to everybody that was listening to that is uh, it, it, it was almost, it was like endearing how hard he plays, you know, and it was almost funny. The guys were laughing at it, and it's like, man, Kenny, I really hope you you checked him at that situation, you know, at that point, and, and told him, no, that's exactly how hard you should be playing. What the hell's funny? But what do you think that he – like, do you think that it's a valid inference that that if he does not play a core four tonight and talks about it in terms yeah. of, like, I, I want what's best for him, I want him to be comfortable and all that sort of thing, like, does Kenny really feel the that amount of security 
to have to be able to pick the long term over what would make anything better right now. Yeah, and, and I swear to God, I was going to answer the question eventually. <laughs> I mean, we're going to come back to what let you me, just said, so like, me, I'm not brushing you off. You know what I mean? again. No, let me ask the question again because you certainly didn't answer it. I understand that, Mark. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I don't know how much you can infer from it. I really don't. I, I because I, I don't think Kenny can co- like as much as we want him. I don't know to feel the heat because you're two and seventeen. Like you need to, you need to feel some sort of pressure here, and I'm sure he does. I don't know how much he can change the developmental process of a kid he just picked up from mid Africa. You know, like I don't know how much that's going to change. But then that begs the question: Why'd you bring him in mid year? You know, instead of just bringing him in after, uh, and which is valid too. I, I think what you're going to see is, I think he's going to play him. I don't know if he's going to play him much tonight. I don't know how much that makes a difference in his development, whether he plays tonight or not. But I think you'll definitely see Kenny play him this year, and you'll play him probably significant minutes if Huntley Hatfield can't come back anytime soon, which that's what it feels like or sounds like right now. Yeah, I I don't know how much Kenny feels like you know the heat and feels a the kind of security required to to take the long term view and and think about yeah he might help us a little bit here, but. But he might be, he might struggle. His confidence might might suffer, etc. Uh, for me, like if I'm Josh, uh, I would hope that the the messaging really has been supportive. With uh, I don't, gosh, supportive with crystal clarity that like this is not okay. Yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> like. What's your play? I would hope that there, you know, if, if I was in charge of an area at uh, in a job and it was going as poorly as it was, like I would, I would, my boss, people would be camped out around me constantly, just sort of asking, like keeping it, trying to keep it from going off of the rails. So I would imagine there's there's been plenty of communication, but I, it, it just feels like it would be a monumental blunder for Kenny on on like every level. And I think it's I think it's a fair critique of him that he doesn't he does not even take the PR layups really he doesn't uh, and and on top of his own just sort of the, the the product itself this there is there is no downside to playing him and the, to me like there's no long term argument for not playing him and I'll be really disappointed if he doesn't play it's. This is not a couple of years ago when it was like, you just wait till David Johnson comes back. But then when it was getting close and it was like, but the offense kind of looks pretty good without him. Are we sure? Like, remember, we used to have those uh, a little bit of a discussion. Like, are you sure you want to mess with the yeah. with what's working offensively? And of course you did. But but we, we at least talked about it because things were going well. It is not going well. Oh, yeah. No, that's not a conversation right now. I mean, it's it's you throw the kitchen sink at whatever you got right now. I mean, you throw whatever you got. To make it look better, I mean, regardless, short term or long term, whatever it is, you, you don't have the luxury of, of coaching for a couple of years down the road. It's not a question of eligibility because players rarely spend four years in college anymore or at the same college anyway. So you can't look down the road and be like, well, I don't want to burn a year of this kid's eligibility. No, you, you go ahead and throw him in the game. And third, like, nothing's working. Like, nothing's working. So just go ahead and. And upset the apple cart, like you need to do that. <laughs> like just, just, just do it. Like it, 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 that can't be the argument. And I don't. Th- I think that's why it makes it more likely that you're gonna see him than you would in any other year, because this team's so bad. And and the question is like, what do you have to lose? You know. And obviously, uh, we're down a guy who has played significant minutes at the right. ex- at the same position. So I would assume there's there's minutes to be had there. Yeah, I, I don't. If I'm Kenny, like you, I think you've got to start acting or continue, whatever. Act lo- towards the team like none of this is is uh, none of you is safe. Basically, nothing. We, it's going so badly. Nothing that we do right now is uh, can be a given. And we'll, like we know we've got this, and now we're going to move on. You know, to trying to add or, or develop this part of us. Like nothing's going well. And there's no, yeah. I, I think, if anything, it would be uh, credibility adding 
to just to have a kid come off the street and him be able to play. And I really do want to reemphasize something that I said uh, yesterday that I think is maybe the, the if there is a long-term consideration, it's an argument for playing him, not sitting him until he's quote-unquote ready. And that's if the hard work being described there uh, is noticeable to everyone and, and it has improved the practice energy level and everything as Kenny described yesterday – you have to reward that right away. You have to reward that instantly. In fact, I would say like the number one message that you've got to send is that I will pick effort over execution right now. Like things are so are so bad that the number one like virtue I've got to reinforce here is the guy that does what what we're seeing in practice right away. Even if he doesn't totally know where to go, Wherever he decides to go, he goes 100 miles an hour. I want that guy over a guy who maybe knows what to do but isn't all that great about it or doesn't do it consistently. I no, want that. You have to choose that at this point. That has to be the message. Like that's been, that's been one of the things that fans have craved from the beginning of the year, and I think the most unsettling part about it is that they either doesn't have somebody on the bench that's working harder than the people that are on the on the court, or or whatever you know. And that's that's kind of been the what you gather from from his substitution patterns like the bench has not been used as a weapon and then you kind of the next step is well i guess it's because he really doesn't feel comfortable putting anybody that's on the bench in the game you know and at least the early returns on a core four are that he works his ass off in practice you know and that at least gives you one big reason to play him significant minutes and to use him as a as a tool, you know, like if if Curry's or or Withers or anybody is is um, you know lollygagging up the court, I was kind of coming up with a. I don't know why that was the only word that would come to me. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I kept I kept mining my brain for an easier word. Lollygagging is the only one that came to me. Lollygagging uh, <laughs> is the ultimate sports word for half-ass effort. It is. There is not a a better sports word, and you really, very rarely, if at all, ever hear it used in another context. Right, like it's in almost always context. Yes, yeah, it's almost always either a child who won't keep up with you while you're walking, <laughs> yeah. stop lollygagging, or an athlete who doesn't play as hard as you want them to. Also, There's almost the heart, no other use for it. At the heart of one of the greatest sports movie scenes ever, <laughs> yeah. lollygagging in the outfield. Lollygag into the dugout. And what does that make us? It's the same with dilly dallying. That's uh, dilly dally, yeah. No, that's more broad. I, I think. feel like you can use that more like, you know, where you use dilly dally in the park. I don't know what you're doing. You're dilly dallying. I don't I think know. My dilly dallying. Dilly dally over lollygag. That's what I'm saying. That's that's a but that's in non-sports context, yeah, that's more, right? It's broader. We use it in sports as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel like dilly-dallying is like when it's trivial. When you're dilly-dallying, like you're doing things that don't matter to keep from really having to move on to something that does matter. Right. It doesn't matter that much. It's almost like you're procrastinating. Yeah, but but it's all kind of low stakes. Like it's it's silly. Sure. But lollygagging is like, this is important and you're being a half-ass here. They are cousins, though. Yes. They are. And also, dilly-dallying is so close to dilly-dilly, and it makes me think of the Bud Light commercials from like three years ago. <laughs> Do you remember when that was like a massive thing? What was that, four or five years ago? The dilly-dilly thing? Dilly-dilly. Yeah. Oh, man. Simpler times, Mark. Pre-global pandemic. Scamper is another one of those words. Scamper. I would like for you to think if you describe... Anyone other than a an, a running athlete as scampering outside of an actual rabbit. I was about to say I think if I think of animals as scampering. Small animals. Yeah, small animals scamper. Big animals don't normally scamper. Yeah, definitely right. small animals, but I think of scamper as like actually going quickly. Hmm. That, yeah, oh yeah, no, for sure. No, scampering it's something is something small moving quickly. Yeah, scampering is quickly. That's it's right. not the same definition, but we're just Darting. saying it's another sports word. Yeah. Mm. It's a sports word like you don't use it to describe anything else. 
but but a running back or like a punt returner or something. Right? We're getting we're getting a fiddle fart on the uh, text line. Which fiddle is, fart. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Texture says this season has amounted to us arguing over words to describe the lazy play. That's right. Pretty much, man. That's right. <laughs> like I, honestly, like this is this is oh this will tell you, and I'm not going to be. Look, this happens a lot. Like we're we're not a a show that avoids the off ramp. We take it all the time. Um, but it's been a lot easier this year to get off of substantive conversations about this basketball team than any other year. And I can argue about words all day. All day. Like if I, I it doesn't take much like Mark usually tries to sometimes be like the try to keep me in line, you know, and this year he's tried a lot less. I'll be honest with you. Like if I if I get off on a tangent he he's encouraged it more this year. <laughs> where he's just like you're right let's talk about anything other than what we were talking about <laughs> yeah it's funny it's when, it's true we veer off into things that like i really try to to not do like off-color stuff i just feel like there's, no, there's way more opportunities to get into trouble than not yeah uh, but it's been harder to keep us away from that sort of, yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing at times of this year oh sure and i the other day on on levitard which you know he is my idol for, for sure they ended up having a discussion about things that you could do that are much harder to do if you didn't have a thumb. And somebody mentioned the the, the very obvious. And <laughs> Levitar just looked like he wanted to die. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I feel that. I feel that when the show is just going somewhere and you can't stop it no matter you can't what. Can't stop the train, baby. Yeah, I know. I know. A couple of other texts into the UPS Jobs text line here. And if you want to uh, to hit us up, go for it. Thirty-eight, thirty-one, ninety-three-nine. Texture says Huntley Hatfield ain't coming back. Read between the lines. Uh, I, I look. I don't know if that's true or not. I did see him on the bench in street clothes, had the boot on. First day he was there. Up. Yep. Yeah, didn't stand up and that sort of thing. But it's not crazy for people to look at this and be like, oh, this is Tyon Evans. You yeah. Know, Ty, uh, Tyon Evans just basically left. <laughs> there was not a, Injuries were not an issue. They could have used him against Kentucky pretty badly. Uh, I think they were probably will look back on things. And and realized they were pretty lucky to get the play out of him that they got. Yeah. Uh, but it would be the first real sign of people kind of truly packing it in, if that is the case. And I would hate that. It would be a, it would be a bad sign. Uh, and and he has not he has not become kind of like a, a net positive reason to think like big things are coming down the the pike for him or, or for the team because of him. Like you were really hoping that he was going to be only have to be an advertisement for what Kenny can do with a, with an underused superstar kid out of high school. And he hasn't, he hasn't been that. And that's not, I'm not even like criticizing him. Like that's just the reality. He hasn't been the worst. You know what I mean? Like that's right. the thing. Like we're not really, I'm not really slamming him. Like comparatively speaking, like there's been times where the fire, you, f- you wish it was there all the time and you see these flashes and you're like, man, he has probably been the most consistently good big down there. You know, it's not saying a ton, but he's had more stretches of really good play, and like more reason to think that he was going to be good down the line, or or had a chance to maybe make this this guy into a consistent threat down there. Um, but he's had a lot of the same shortcomings as everybody else has had. You know, and and. Obviously, the situations are different because Tyon Evans, we assume, is going to play in the pros. Like I, I, I think he's got NFL back written all over him. Um, Huntley Hatfield, I assume, is if he's if he's actively sitting out and doesn't want to play the rest of the year, that he would just end up playing somewhere else next year in college. I, I, look, I think that that's possible, and I think the part that's a bummer about him, and without quite like to me, the people can focus on recruiting, and that's that's fine. The biggest disappointment to me has been the the four and five guys, both what we thought we had in them and what Kenny's reputation is in getting things out of them. Oh, with that question, no, you know they have not intersected at all. We have not seen anything new out of any of the big guys. In fact, we've seen some some downright regression. And, and I'm not including uh, JJ Trainer in this. Uh, he, I don't think of him as a big man, no matter how tall he is. I don't think of him as a big man that you develop like a big man. I think of him as a truly as a wing. Uh, they haven't shown any of that, and he hasn't really shown any of that. And I was just, I was truly hoping that like this would be the, the prototype we'd always be able to refer to. Look what he did with blank. 
and it hasn't happened with with really any of them, which is why I think tonight, like I don't think he's got a choice but to play a core for because this is a blank slate. On the chance that, uh, or if you're thinking about what what's the most likely outcome for him is that he looks kind of lost and that he is able to uh, effort himself a couple of like putbacks or something. Because anybody who tries real, real hard in a game, it's not like Boston College is going to trot out a bunch of super skilled big men. It's not, Baycott's not out there for crying out loud. <laughs> but, you know, do anything like that. That's worst case. Best case is like here is an uncorrupted big man. Look what I've been able to find. And it gives Kenny, I think, a chance to have something emerge between now and the end of the year that is like the youth movement. The You know, here's my guy. I didn't inherit this guy. This wasn't somebody I had to scramble. Like, we did a lot of long-term work and blah, blah, blah. And if, if you let me bring in more guys like this, I'm telling you it's going to look like this. He doesn't have a lot of options to come up with a story like that between now and the end of the year. But a core for it does give him that. Yeah, and I think like going back to the beginning of your of your statement, the biggest thing, and this is what makes this team, amongst all the other things, so hard to talk about, is that like a core four is a great example where people are like, "Great, I mean, we got another big. We need guards." And it's like, you know what, dude, we need bigs too. Like I realize that we have, we we thought we had a log jam at the four and five. You know, we had a ton of bigs, and we thought, man, where are the minutes going to come from? And and you know Kenny is going to be that's that's what he does. He develops bigs, and we're gonna, probably going to have at least one or two of these guys are going to really show out this year. None of them have come through as a consistent like they really haven't taken their spots and put down their stakes and said I'm the four, I'm the five on this team. Like I deserve 25, 30 minutes a game. It's been a struggle finding guys that have the desire and the want to play down there. And to play the way they need to play, regardless of how many of them we have on the roster, we still need effective bigs. It's not a numbers game at this point. It's can you actually play? You know, that's what's made this kind of the most frustrating part of this thing is that, yeah, the guard play, we don't have any depth or anything, but L and Mike had a stretch there and, and really arguably for most of the year, like the guards have been better than the bigs. I know that's not saying a whole lot. But it's the truth, and it's kind of a sad state of affairs. He needs, like you said, he could really use something like a core four where he has a clean slate with him because he didn't have any freshman bigs this year. You know, he had Brandon Huntley Hatfield coming from somewhere else, and he could have been his reclamation project, but it didn't happen. He's got a, a clean slate with a, with a manual core four. Maybe he can he can show what he can do with him for the rest of the year. Maybe not, but it's a chance. It's an opportunity. Uh, and obviously the minutes are there. Yeah, he's going to get run. I would be shocked if not. Uh, but I want to take a, a quick break here and come back, and I want to talk best case, worst case for that kid in this game tonight. Just, guys, I uh, we're talking about a kid that got out of the middle of the year, but no other storyline with this team is getting neglected. I'm sure of that. Uh, so we will talk about that. What's best case, worst case for this kid and for the team, regard, uh, you know, sort of relating to him on the other side here on the drive. And I found the bill. Be right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know, those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game. The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. 
Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. We'll go ahead and open up phone lines if you want to jump in here. We are look, we are grasping at rays of sunshine uh, that we can hopefully hold on to here. One of them being uh, the the straight up introduction of a new player uh, out of thin air in the middle of the season. Which again, I want to give Kenny credit for doing. I kind of, I threw that challenge out there. Like if the roster, if the roster is the problem, finding a better player and in particular one who who practices and works as hard as you are asking for is consistent with that it to me it it uh it 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 validates the fact that that might actually be a big 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 part of the issue so good good on them for doing it uh in terms of uh, what i wanted us you and i to, to talk about is best case worst case for this tonight because i think when i start thinking about it there's almost only best cases here like the the con column is very hard to fill up when you're thinking about whether you want to play this guy or not uh, tonight. In fact, the, the con card is really filled up already, uh, so I, I don't really think that this this kid can really even add to it. So I'll I'll start with the best case is he has a a, a tremendous game that is based solely on effort. You know, not that he comes in and is like some sort of like in, instinctive player or he's like this crazy fast learner and he knows all the plays. I, To me, I think the best case tonight is that he has some like a – I'm dead serious about it, Like a double-double that's just because he tries super freaking hard, right? Five one-foot offensive rebounds that get put back for ten points and a bunch of rebounds. You know, like that would be – to me, it would be life-giving to the fan base – to the team, to everybody, just to see him as a result of the thing we have been furious about the most, not being there, the effort and the intensity. If that were to just sort of have appeared to have just been injected to the team from the outside, I don't think there's a better thing that could happen whether they win or lose. I think that's that, that's about right. I mean, that's everything that everybody's asked for from the beginning of the year. I mean, that's – and it's not hyperbole. I mean, obviously, plenty of people would be upset if – this team played really hard and was still two and seventeen, but that's kind of the point. Is I don't think if this team played really hard the whole year and it looked like that, they would be two and seventeen. Um, but I think that's all that people have really asked for, and that would be like the the thing that people could hold on to if he comes out tonight and and has a visible like a game where he's visibly playing hard and has some return for it in the form of like you said. Maybe some putbacks, some offensive rebounds, a little of that. Yeah, I'm not expecting that, Dave, in any way for them to like run plays where they, you know, <laughs> entry passes and he's like working a guy in the post. I don't want. I want freshman Montrez. Just, right. just a ball of energy, just appearing pure to be yes, appearing to be sort of chained to the basket and acting like it. Well, if I'm stuck here, I'm going to make life hell on everyone else who comes by. Yeah, like that's. That's what I would that would would be best case, and then maybe even, God forbid, maybe even, some signs that it was rubbing off on other guys. Yeah, that would be amazing, and it might actually cause us to think differently about what we can hope to see down the stretch in what is obviously an extremely disappointing season. And 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 for Kenny, it might actually buy him a little space, a little credibility with people when you hear people say, like, basically, like, what would you really expect? Look at these guys. When he here's a here's a pristine guy that's not uh, uh, one of the guys that he inherited or, or, or took it in kind of the last minute, but instead, here's a guy, I'm, I'm going to get more of these. Like, it would help him if something like that were to happen tonight. I agree. So what, you're, what we're saying is uh... – Best case scenario with a core four tonight is that this is like the defining moment in a Disney movie where everybody watches him play hard. Yeah, it's <laughs> and a, all of a sudden they're all inspired. It's it's like when Jimmy decides year. to start playing basketball in Hoosiers. Exactly. Like halfway through the season. Right. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. No, I mean, that's it's I, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do this. Let's Disneyfy this season. Let's get it going. 
What's the worst case scenario for you? Oh boy! Stop all right. the positivity. What's the worst yeah. case scenario? <laughs> uh, I think the worst case scenario is that he feels peer pressure and just plays like them. <laughs> 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 he just immediately stops hustling. <laughs> yeah, that basically is like, oh, I don't want to be called a dork anymore. <laughs> and uh, you know, we we you talk to him and like he's like, all they did was laugh at me for a week, you know, <laughs> something like that, you know, where it's like <laughs> crap. <laughs> Literally, no one can avoid being like just completely corrupted by <laughs> whatever is happening. Yes, it just gets Americanized in a week yes. and just poisoned yes. by the rest of the team. Oh, that's yes. terrible. That would be the <laughs> where you just like, holy crap! It doesn't matter what they do, but because I, it, just on its surface, obviously, it would be depressing if that were to happen. Uh, but also, the a similar version of the worst case would be he's really not all that different than anybody else. Like, like if. The worst case is that Kenny doesn't know what he's seeing and thought he was really kind of accurately describing it. Like, here's a guy who really goes hard. He stands out in practice. And then when he plays in the game, he just kind of looks like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not actually all that different than anybody else, but it just sort of feels like it. So, and then when we watch a play, you're like, what, are you, what, were you, what was all this about the yelling and talking and stuff? What, he looks just like the rest of these guys. Because that. he does like a little bit. Yeah, on, on the practice the court, he, he stands out so much. Right, um, right. I think the most likely case is we get a few minutes of him, you know, and, and he probably gets in foul trouble adjusting to the American game and, or something or the nerves or something like that. And, and hopefully we get a couple baskets out of him, a couple rebounds, a couple hustle plays. That's, I think that's what you, what you hope for, looking like what's, what's realistic. You know, like he probably plays five to ten minutes at the most, and 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 that's what we see. But if like Sydney gets in foul trouble or something, and Rose doesn't have it, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What about you? Do you got a, you got a best or a worst uh, for him that's different than that? No, I think your best is about right. Where like he he gets a lot of baskets off of off of offensive rebounds, but I mean that's like I feel like that's pipe dream best. Like with a guy who's coming in and playing his first game out of NBA Africa, like, I am so reticent to attach any expectations to this guy. Like, I don't even know if he's going to play tonight. I think he probably will just because circumstances, but I don't know how much he's going to play. You know, and I think the best case is probably that he gets some offensive rebounds and some putbacks because I don't think he's going to get baskets out of the flow of the offense, whatever that flow looks like, um, and maybe gets a block or two because defense translates pretty much everywhere. You know, obviously different systems are different, but you know what I mean. Um Worst case, I don't know. He looks like a complete deer in headlights and completely lost. And like, yeah, we can't play him this year. We got to throw him. We got to throw him back on the shelf, and and he can't help us. And we might as well wait till next year. I think the our reality is probably gonna be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I don't. I don't expect to get a pure, you know, good or bad. Like, I don't think he's gonna go out there and be a bum. Uh, and, and I don't think he's gonna go out there and have a double double. Like, for crying out loud. I, but. If he stands out uh, at, because of energy level, I would hope more than anything else that it would light like a protective or a reactive fire under the other guys. You know, because his minutes are not just going to come from what Brendan Homley Hatfield should have should be getting, right? Like it, it will yeah. be in lieu of Sidney Curry. It would be in lieu of Jalen Withers. It would Rose be in Wheeler. lieu of of Rose, right? Like those guys would be losing minutes to him. I would hope that whatever to whatever extent he plays, those guys feel a little bit more of a fire under their asses from it. Because nothing so far has lit them up at all. We got one sort of body language looking awakening from Sidney Curry that didn't last very long at all uh, this year. And if there is a, a more profound disappointment this season, I can't think of it more than than what we've seen from Sidney Curry. And it's a full systems failure here. It, 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 we're talking people in charge and, and the part that he himself is responsible for. Nobody's done a great job with that young man at all. Like, it, should, it should light a fire under them that it's even a remote possibility that a kid from a developmental academy in Africa is going to come in and take minutes. But that's the reality that they're staring at. I mean, that should be enough to light a fire under their ass. But nothing normal has seemed to do it. And I don't mean to like say that none of them are playing hard ever, because that's not the case. 
All right, but it's it's just too many lapses from too many players, too many instances, you know. And, and like as a whole, they're not playing well and playing hard together. And like it seems like they're just so easily discouraged and so easily taken off of whatever track they're on, you know. Like I just that's the issue for me is that everything that should have motivated them to this point has not motivated them. So I don't know how this is going to be any different, but I hope it is. All I can do is hope. <laughs> but I have already had a couple of people uh, texting in about the potato incident from the other day. Apparently that, that's sitting ripples through the uh, listening audience. I'm not going to lie. a nerve. <laughs> you it's <can>. weird, Dave. <laughs> it, it is weird. Like, you hit a nerve, though, for sure. I, I Look, I had a friend call me yesterday and was like, I was listening the other day to the potato situation. I was like, yeah. And then he was like, it's weird because I find that completely, like I would never think to do that and think that's that's an odd thing to do and, and a little out of bounds. But like, then he proceeded to tell me that he would eat like the last slider left on a plate that somebody else would, you know what I mean? If they didn't touch it, he would eat the slider that was served to somebody. I was like, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that's more egregious than having a potato that I got from the back. But, Dave, that's always the danger in admitting something embarrassing. I don't think it's embarrassing. The potato <laughs> thing is weird. You know, Dave was yes, proud it of it. It's not embarrassing. It's not embarrassing to me. I'm not embarrassed that he, I had he's a big proud potato that he did this. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have, you have the inability to shame me on that. I feel no shame when it comes to the potato in the pocket. I just don't. I, I can tell. <laughs> But, like, this is the danger in, in admitting something like this. That might that, be a social taboo. Right. Well, that, 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 that's even if you consider it just quirky or whatever. Yeah. Like, is that it, there are people who do much weirder things <laughs> who might see that as a green light to also admit what they <laughs> To <do>. tell you. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want that. Oh, texts are asking what the potato situation was. Would you like to give? I will rehash it real quickly. I will. I will. It's a very easy thing to tell. Okay, so we were talking about the Kansas City fan that had a potato in her pocket, a baked potato in her pocket, and she was eating it. And the Jaguar fan took a picture of her, and the whole went back and forth that came that went on on Twitter. And I was like, "Look, it's not that weird. I used to carry at times a baked potato in my pocket at Outback when I was a server there, and I take it out of my pocket and take bites out of it." I didn't do it in front of customers, you know, <laughs> just left in my pocket. <laughs> I get hungry, it'd give me a little boost of energy, you know. <laughs> and the way Outback did it, they roll their their potatoes in, in butter and kosher salt and bake them. So it's not like it's butter, like that butter gets baked into the crust, you know what I mean? It's not like it's a greasy mess in my pocket. It's delicious. And I have no regrets. I think one of the funnier things about this is like the more I let you talk about it and like defend it, the worse it sounds. <laughs> the weirder you like, just butter gets baked into the crust of it, work. and I'm just like, keep going, Dave. Yeah, it sounds totally regular now. Keep going. <laughs> like it's like, oh yeah, no, I squeeze uh, sour cream in my mouth. You know, whatever. Just keep going. <laughs> keep grated cheese in the other pot <laughs> in bacon yeah, like, bits. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I would eat it all separate and all a cart, kind of like the the uh, the girl in Get Out that was eating her cereal by like one by one and putting milk in her mouth. <laughs> this is great. A potato is a great thermal sink, environmentally friendly hand warmer. That no, that I mean you're probably right, Texter. Dave just likes to eat them. He's <laughs> not using it as a hand warmer. I, I am the last person. I don't need a hand warmer in a hot restaurant. You know, I just wanted a potato. Says, this is the content I crave. I tune in for the potato talk. Stay for the sports talk. I agree. I agree. It, I don't know why it's as funny as it really, is. Like, there are so many people that have, have like, my buddy called me. It specifically was like, dude, the potato. I, I, I tuned in. <laughs> And he's a Kentucky fan, so it's not like he like stays on ninety three right. nine. You know, he goes, I, "I tuned in, I heard the potato talk." 
<laughs> I was like, this is really hit a nerve, man. Have you had anybody that used to work with you at Outback reach out about not the yet. story? No, not yet. They know. <laughs> I mean, they know what I did. They probably didn't care. They're they like, care. I'm a minimum wage Outback server here. <laughs> I'm going to care what you do. <laughs> like, I'm trying to make money over here. <laughs> Just tip your servers, guys. Tip your servers. They work hard. They're, they're, you know, they're reduced to eating potatoes out of their pocket. You know, the truth, like, if you saw somebody pull a potato out, like, if you saw a photo last night at Outback, I look, and back in the kitchen, my uh, server, I could just see him standing back there eating a potato. Look, you would think someone photoshopped a potato into your hand. <laughs> I wouldn't, because I know the truth. <laughs> right. You, but, like, you would think that. You'd be like, no one does that. But you would think that they, that's what that was. <laughs> How big so- of a potato, Texas want to know? What'd you say? How big? How big of a potato texture? I mean, it's a large. It's a baked potato you would normally get from like a restaurant, like a steakhouse. It's a pretty big baked potato. I just love the fact that we got like a handful of text messages in the first segment about basketball. We have gotten like fifteen Do to you? twenty since I started talking about the potato. Yeah. I got a lot of advice from a lot of different people when I started doing radio about you know different parts of your show about how much to prep and all these different things. The one, you know, the like the first couple of radio appearances I ever did anywhere was 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 with Matt, like arguing with Matt Jones. Yeah, and I I remember vividly doing a whole show with him once and and arguing back and forth about Charlie Strong recruiting. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> and in the course of having this debate, quick uh, a passing reference to a, a player that, and I don't even remember who it was, but it was like something Van something. And then we quickly just started naming Van whatever's. <laughs> Anyone, Andy Van, Van Horn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keith Van Horn, you name it, right. Uh, we, and we ended that, we got more, we got hundreds and hundreds of texts. With Martin Van, Van Buren. Yes, like you name it. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. So, and, and <laughs> Here we go. Like It will never end. Like that and those things, you have to be prepared for those in the course of a show. Like if they, you go with it. It's the best. It just, it yeah. just feels, cut. see this texture says Dave is on to something with a potato. I take them on ultra marathon races. Easy to eat, easy to pack, plenty of energy from the carbs, great fuel. See, me, what What do me and ultra marathon runners have in common? <laughs> that's what. That's what? right. We eat baked potatoes in our pocket, from our oh, pocket. Man. And no, the baked potatoes Dave, do not you would have, have to admit, Dave, you would have and I, we're in. This is true of both of us. But you would have to. You're the potato eating person, so that's why I'm singling. You I out am here. the potato. I have become the potato eating person. Right. You would have <laughs> PEP going forward. <laughs> you would have to agree that the the area of overlap in the Venn diagram between you and marathon runners, ultra marathon, very runners. small, about the size of a potato. <laughs> it's are roughly <laughs> the size of one baked potato in your pocket. <laughs> Dave, are right. you gonna run a marathon now? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna run a marathon. <laughs> oh man! I think we need Dave to sponsor the next famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Just have Dave's picture of him back in his 20s working at Outback with a potato in his pocket <laughs> as the new logo at midfield. <laughs> I really love potatoes. You know who doesn't? Oh, I love potatoes. I just don't eat them out of my pocket while I'm working. <laughs> That's your loss, bro. <laughs> I can see Dave coming up to a table, chewing his potato, staring at the customers until someone speaks. <laughs> it's like he was there. Me too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what? What? Uh, what do you want? <laughs> Sir, I keep a blooming onion in my pocket. See, I, that's messy. Dave's that's not messy. making bank, making mash. That's right. There you go. None Outback of us are making Steaks bank. are best when cooked Pittsburgh style. I don't think I want to know what that means. No, he's right. I mean, basically, Pittsburgh style at Outback, it's just it's over an open flame. I mean, it's how you... Instead of on a flat cooktop? Yeah, charred. Yeah, on an open flame. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I was fully prepared for Penn Island here, for Pittsburgh style to be some sort of reference to something <laughs> horrible Island. that you shouldn't say. You know, I was ready. I was like, man, you shouldn't have read that. <laughs> That's like, oh, that's, we gotta go search the old Urban Dictionary now. That's, for the right. that's, that's the lesson. That's one of the lessons I have absolutely internalized from from the, close to the six yeah. years of this. Well, just six years of radio. Period. If it's a text, it kind of feels like totally using words that you don't recognize what they're talking about. They might be trying to slide something by you. They don't that's, read it. That's what I was afraid of. Yeah, that's what so, I was afraid of. I was like, you know better than to read that, Mark. Vet that. Vet that before you get on air with it. 
But no, that textual, one was that, that was. Did a the potato different. have lint on it? Texture wants to know. No, it was in my server pocket, like the server apron. Okay, it wasn't in my jeans pocket. It was in my server apron up front. So, Dave, since we're doing this, you, I, I think, I think you will enjoy this. Uh, Angela's mom, not a giant sports person, but 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 definitely a, a potato fan. in the pocket person. Listen, no. she doesn't. She's not in the car or anything to where she doesn't listen very yeah. often. But she, so you know, hears all about it. I've been around her a bunch of times. She's super nice. She finally tunes in, and it was the the day she listened in was when you and I had a similarly extensive discussion about why different Reese's candies taste different, <laughs> even though they're both made out of just the candy coating and uh, chocolate coating and yeah. peanut butter. And she's like, "You guys spend a lot of time on those Reese's." <laughs> Like, she's like that's is, the one you listen to she just thinks you're just a completely unserious person <laughs> exactly this is no respect gained from the show at no, no, all. Sorry, there's like, no sports none. talk here she's like, <laughs> it's just candy and potato like angela, talk angela about, well, you, about mark's job security like i don't know <laughs> like, we think about like it's not like sports talk is super serious in terms of like the you know the big picture of life anyway and i don't even do that now after listening all we're doing is talking about reese's cups that's right She's not impressed. Is that a metaphor? It's like, nah, man, it was just about candy. <laughs> no, we were just mailing it in. Sorry. These things happen sometimes. Three hours is a long time. Three hours is a long time. It's a long season right now. Okay. They're 2 and 17. You got to cut They're 2 and 17. Here. We're going to talk about Dave eating a potato out of his pocket while he's working at a restaurant. Texture says, Mark's apprehension on day one of the potato talk killed me. Straight up hilarious. It was easy to visualize his face during that conversation. <laughs> That's true. I'm not, I can't stand any of it. But now I'm like, ah, let's just go with it. Just go with it, man. I'm now, I really want one of Mark's kids to start doing that. Just carry around a potato in their pocket yeah. just to spite him. And it lends itself to all those, is that a potato in your pocket? You know, that, that happens, right. you know? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Candy. My kids would do that all day. Potato, probably not. Uh, yeah, not as likely uh, there. Man, we really tried. I tried to talk sports. There. You tried. You did. You did good for the a while. Potato there. was inevitable. How much potato more fun discussion. have you had in the last twelve minutes than you did before that? It's been better. You're <laughs> it's right. It's been better. I can't express to you how much of a relief it is that Pittsburgh style is really just an actual way of cooking a steak. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big relief for me. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine walking up to a table and somebody making the joke, is that a potato in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? Like, no, it's a potato in my pocket. It really is. And I'm happy to see you. And I'm happy to see you. <laughs> Welcome Back. to Outback, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Outback. That's what you got to do. It's, like, it's, it's not, it isn't just a potato in my pocket. It's not. I am happy. I'm happy to see you. But I okay. So since we're on this subject, uh, <laughs> the, which is no subject at all, <laughs> no subject, I've never felt dumber in my life and just more ridiculous than when I served an actual Australian person at Outback. <laughs> it just like, do you want some kookaburra wings or some? Do you want a bonzerita? <laughs> like, is Foster's oh Australian God. for beer? It's like, bro, we don't even drink Foster's in Australia. Fair enough. <laughs> I, you know what, though? If you're Australian, you go to Outback. You deserve whatever you get. I know. He uh, Really. <laughs> like, you can't go there and then be offended by any of the, no. like, the kitschy Australian stuff. <laughs> but I felt like, like You know what it is, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, you like, try to sell it all right. Here's an Ayers Rock strip. <laughs> Here's something else named for something else in your, <laughs> your country. <laughs> you want a wallaby darned? <laughs> Oh my God! We gotta find a menu now. All right, we'll be right back. They've here. toned it down the last couple of years. They've kind of rebranded. We'll be right back on the drive and I thunder. <laughs> 